Hook em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Oh man, off the record, off the chain right there. Ty, what's the name of the movie with the uh, school teacher you knew growing up? Wow, uh, it's a TV show on FX called A Teacher. A Teacher, and that's based on the teacher you had at Westlake? Yes. It's oh, awesome. It's crazy. And I won't mention her name. But. I'm going to watch that. I actually saw that series on... Kate Mara. Who, I didn't watch it, but I saw like the preview for it. And Kate Mara looks just like her. Really? Does she really? Whoa. Well, Kate Mara is uh, the, of the Mara family, which is Willie Tamara, Mara, who owns the uh, New York Giants. Yeah. Sam Mara's. Mm, the Rooney Mara. They, they hooked up with the Rooney Mara, so now I got the, <laughs> the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Giants families are now connected. <laughs> They're crazy. It's wild, man. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, some 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 dudes grow up quicker than others, and some young teachers. I don't know, man. Don't know. She was married to. Oh. Yeah, a lot of them do have significant others. That's even sadder. That's terrible. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so we've got that. We've also got football, and uh, Rod's got a rant coming up. We'll also have a round of who said that. Who said that? The end of this hour, we go all the way to eleven o'clock with our five-hour. Five day a week conversation. Austin's only local morning sports conversation. And Rod, uh, quick thought: we're talking about the Rangers and their demolition of the uh, the American League East so far in the playoffs. Five and zero, thirty two to twelve or thirty three to twelve. They've outscored those opponents. They're killing them, man. Just bashing the baseball, getting hot at the right time. And uh, Bruce Bochy. So if if Jordan Alvarez is the new Mister October, Bruce Bochy is Mister October manager, right? The manager of October. Got this Rangers team back in the ALCS, and uh, everybody's hoping for an all-Texas final, which it could be, Final Four in the Major League Baseball. And that'll be tonight. Astros play I think it's a six, six o'clock start tonight, I think. Um, 6.07. 6.07, yeah. Phillies are at 4.07 in Philadelphia. That place is going to be insane with the Phillies and Braves. You want to see a great crowd, kind of like the what you saw in Globe Life last night with the Rangers playing their first ever playoff game at, at home Gilf- in that building? That was awesome. Uh, you're going to get more of that today in Philadelphia. And then Minnesota's pretty good crowd, but the Astros silenced them early yesterday with four runs in the first inning and uh, really took control of that game. Uh, but this one, I, I can't – after what happened with the Braves and Phillies in game two, I just can't wait to see this ball game today. I mean, it's going to be mm. such an intense environment. Because remember, the, the Phillies the, beat the Braves last year and uh, in this same round. Mm-hmm and denied them trying to go back to the World Series because they'd won it the year before. Uh, so then Astros Twins, 607. Dodgers Diamondbacks tonight, 807. Uh, Bruce Bochy, love this stat. Seventh manager to reach the LCS with three, at least three different franchises. No manager has won an LCS with three different franchises. So he'll be trying to make history, and hopefully he'll be trying to make it against the Astros, who will um, <clears throat> Shatter his dreams and hopes. Yeah, that's, Bo- that's what we Bochy. all want. Because Bochy it's clutch, baby. And whatever, what we know in the regular huh? season. What You said that's what we all want. I don't want that. No, well, oh, yeah, no not the shattered the hopes. I want, I want to see the series. That's what I want. I want yeah. to see. The, well, there's just so well, I don't much. want him to beat the Astros and make history that way. No, I don't want that to happen. No, there's just so much familiarity, obviously, the Lone Star rivals and play so often. And Astros have really owned that rivalry. I mean, it's regular season. I think they've won it every year for the last six, seven. But obviously Man. the Astros have been really good. They're about to get to their seventh. They get one more win. They'll be in their seventh ACL or ACL uh, ALCS, mm-hmm. which has never been done. I mean, this is unprecedented. I mean, you if the Astros are able to get there, I know range break up the Rangers their first trip in in thirteen years, but or twelve, but to do it seven times in a row, Rod, yeah, if they can get there. I mean, it's I mean the big red machine didn't do this. None of the Yankees teams ever did this. It's amazing. Um, it is. It's unprecedented. So if you're an Astros fan, 
Uh, it's like my, my, my brother, my younger brother has a daughter. And the Astros have been in the LCS or the World Series every year she's been alive. Like, like, come on, man. Yes, uh, it is amazing. And you don't even understand what it was like for, for up before no. this when they when they were the Siberia of Major League oh, Baseball. Where they were the ultimate oh. chokers and the city of Houston just couldn't win and yeah. now they, they almost it, expect it. Well, and now they have rivalries across the, the, the country with some of the be- the greatest brands in Major League Baseball history just because of the success they've had. <laughs> now the you know, the Dodgers want a piece, the Yankees want a piece of the Astros. I love that. I love that the Astros now have built the brand to the to the point where they can be villains and villains with I'm talking about marquee brands, all time pre- uh, prestigious brands in Major League Baseball history, like the Yankees. They consider no. the Astros to be a I mean, rival. The, the the cheating helps with the villain. The cheating part. does help. Well, no, that's the whole point, right? Well, the cheating makes him the villain, but the, the consistent winning now. Yes, you have you to. You can't ever ignore the cheating scandal, but at the same time, it, it's not just about that. That's not why they've been winning. That's no, not you possible. have to. At the, like the Patriots, right? Now they've proven since they've continued to have success post cheating scandal. If they had just dropped off a cliff after the cheating scandal, then you go, see, told you it was all cheating. Now they're like the Patriots. They they are winners and they cheat. Or cheated, <laughs> not winners because they cheat and yeah. cheated, right? They're just winners and cheated, not winners because they cheated. They well, win and they cheated, but they're well, not. They, they don't win they because won. they cheated. They they've won pre and post cheating scandal. Yeah, uh, right. In the they have they won pre and post cheating scandal. Yeah, yeah. Now that now they just win. There's like, there's like, right. like the Patriots, like nobody. Well, you up, can hate them all you want, but yeah, let's be be no, real about. Nobody talks about the multiple times the Patriots got. Uh, accused of cheating. Nobody talks about that. We talk about they just were the greatest dynasty in history of football. We don't talk about the cheating. Well, and then and then, we get into the details. And for that reason, when it's all said and done, because they won so much. You know, much like the big red machine teams, those Cincinnati teams of the seventies, or the great uh, Yankee teams. You know, a lot of these guys the Astros have will be in the Hall of Fame. Right? I mean, uh, Justin Verlander will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, Jose Altuve will go to the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, Alex Bregman eh, has a chance to get there, but but these guys, the core of these guys, have a chance to go to, to go to. And obviously, Jordan Alvarez, what he's doing right now, that's going to be the interesting part. But obviously, now the collision course with the Rangers takes it to a whole different level. Real quick, Rod, before we go to your rant, I wanted to mention this in the NFL. I love this stat. So if you go to, if you're a gambler, and Ty is a professional gambler. You know the stat net, net yards per play, right? Yeah. Uh, when they make gambling odds, that's one of the big metrics they're looking at mm-hmm. for power ranking of yards per play versus yards given up per play offense to defense. Best team in the league right now, yards per play, uh, Miami is Miami. Yeah. Miami is is at point at two point nine. If you they, they allow five point mm-hmm. four yards per play, Rod, which is pretty high, but they they average eight point three yards per play offensive. That's crazy. They almost average a first down. That's freaking. Next best on the list is San Francisco, as you might imagine, six point three to four point four. They're actually the Niners defense allows a yard less per play than the Miami defense does. That puts them at a one point nine. Detroit's in the top five, Kansas City's in the top five. Uh look at the team that's in the top three that we don't talk about. Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore's pretty- defense allows the lowest yards per play uh, in the top 10, 3.9. Baltimore's 5.2 offense, 3.9 defense, which is 1.3. So the power metric tells you they're one of the three best teams in the league, yet their record is 3-2, and two, Rod. That's good. That's a team to watch. If Baltimore can clean up their act catching the ball, you know, they should have beaten Pittsburgh by two touchdowns last week. Agreed. In Pittsburgh, which means they would have already swept the, American, the AFC North for road games because they've already beaten Cincinnati and Cleveland on the road. They gave that game away in Pittsburgh with a block punt and all the drop drop passes. They also lost the game in overtime to Indianapolis to Gardner Minshew that doesn't make sense. 
You know, if Baltimore gets their act together, Rod, I think they can join with with Todd Monken in this new offense and Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson and the way he's playing and a defense that's allowing under four point four under you know under four yards per play. Yep, they are an absolutely a team to watch. And the other team that's an outlier in there is Minnesota. Minnesota's top six, Rod. Oh, Matt, Kirk Cousins is actually having a really good season right now. That is the, the power metric would tell you the Minnesota Vikings should be in, the, in one of the better teams. They're one and four. And of turnovers. I, and I believe they're one in four in all one possession games. The power metric as far as yards per play, Minnesota's better than Philadelphia and Buffalo mm-hmm. and Seattle. <laughs> Yet they're one in four. That tells you how critical the turnover margin is. Uh, and really, and, they have it. They don't. They don't, they didn't make sense last season, and they don't make sense this season. Minnesota <laughs> Vikings. You know, they don't make sense. Re- revealing from this too is the Dallas Cowboys are all the way down at twenty. Yeah, they got a list. negative. They're net, net yards negative. Per play They're net differential. negative. They give up more yards per play offensively than they gain offensively. Yeah, that's not good. Their offense right now in the Tex Coast offense rod is four point nine yards per play. That is a full five yards less than the. They're four yards less than the Dolphins, and three yards less than the. San Francisco 49ers. No, I'm not, I like what you're saying about Baltimore, though. I, I was bullish on that offense. You picked them to win a division, so I'll give you credit for that. I thought Cincinnati would win a division, so dead wrong on that one. But I did like Baltimore, and I had them making the playoffs because I like Lamar Jackson in that offense. And by the way, if they don't have, what, was it eight drops <laughs> in that game uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, his offensive numbers look a whole lot better because I think they dropped like two touchdowns. They did. Through the air. Oh, man, they, they, they should be 4-1 right now. Yeah. And right up there with the with the Niners and Miami as teams we're talking about, and I think they will as the if that continues, they'll they'll their record will be fine. Worst teams in the league in the power metric. This is weird, Rod. Carolina, Denver, Cincinnati, and the Giants are all at the bottom. But look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh all the way down at twenty nine. Yet they found a way to win a couple of games. Mike Tomlin, you can Mike coach. Tomlin, you can coach man. But their team is upside down. They give up more yards by, by almost more than a yard than they gain. And again, mm. that's a that's a deep dive metric. But it is that's how a lot of the the I lines like that. that are created are used with that that metric. It just shows the power of your team. And clearly, Miami is the most explosive team in the league. The 49ers are through you know five weeks the most you know complete team with offense to defense. Detroit's in there too, Ron. Detroit's Detroit fourth, is pretty yeah. damn good. Not yep. too far from San Francisco. I'm not surprised by that. And they have a big game. The you know the only game of two teams with winning records this weekend in the NFL is them uh, Detroit on the road at Tampa Bay. Tampa yeah, Bay. Cleveland. If Deshaun Watson could ever get back anywhere yes. close to form, they would be dangerous too. Yeah. Their defense is legit, and they got some weapons on offense. It's just. Deshaun Watson, he's not him at this time. He is not him. Well, keep an eye on Baltimore because they've been sloppy and their own worst enemies, but mm-hmm. they're a team that if they handled their – kind of like the Longhorns in the Red River game. Yep. If you handle your business, the, they could be 5-0 and too right now, Baltimore. They're, they've been that good, and Lamar Jackson's been that good. He just needs his dudes to catch the damn ball. Catch the ball. Aguilar. <laughs> catch Bateman. the ball. Come on. All right. Uh, let's go to Rod's rant. It is a uh, tradition, twice a, twice a day. You know, We hit Rod's rant. Good stuff uh, always from Rod. Let's get it. Rod's Rant of the Day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, oh you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. Hmm. Okay, so um, first, before we get into uh, really kind of the meat of Rod's rant, I want to give a stat, kind of an update on the stat I gave earlier when we were behind the burn orange curtain. 
Uh, shout out to my man Bobby Burton because he published this on uh, at Inside Texas. So we talked about the red zone issues with Texas. Texas has scored 23 offensive touchdowns overall this year. Uh, more than half of all Texas touchdowns have come from outside the red zone. They've actually scored more touchdowns from outside the red zone than they have scored inside the red zone. It's actually 12 to 11. But here's another stat. This is going to build on that. And this is the, this is kind of troubling, too. Bert Arvin, 12 of 17 on field goals this year. Through six games, he's averaging almost three attempts per game. It, if that rate continues, Arvin will easily break the all-time Texas record for field goal attempts in a season by Chris Stockton when Rod Babers got to campus in oh. 1999. Damn, that's 25 years ago. So... <laughs> Uh, the offense is moving the ball. We talked about that. Even Sark said they, they think they're racking up like four, five hundred yards of offense in the last three weeks. So they they are racking up a ton of yardage, um, but they're not cashing in in the red zone. Um, when I first uh, got to school, I had a nickname in high school. It's called uh, they called me Kool Aid because of the Kool Aid smile. When I got to college and got to Texas in 1999, uh, they had a different meaning of the term Kool Aid. And they used to call it Kool-Aiding. It was a verb. Kool-Aid. He's Kool-Aiding. It's like Kool-Aiding. What's Kool-Aiding? So like Kool-Aiding was when you would spend a lot of time with a young lady and end up in the friend zone. And you would never close the deal. You were just a friend. You did. You put in a lot of work, quality, quality time, and you would never be able to close the deal. You were just in the friend zone. And Texas is doing a lot of Kool-Aiding. Right, they're racking up a lot of yards, total yards, but not cashing in. <laughs> All right, in in when it's money Kool-Aiding. time. Kool-Aiding. I've never heard that. They're Kool-Aid. Yeah, you, you got you friend been, zone. You're hanging out too long with a young lady. You didn't mean to be in the friend zone. You were trying to close the deal, and if you're not closing the deal, then you're Kool-Aiding. That was the thing. And I was like, oh, I'm not Kool-Aiding because I don't want to be Kool-Aiding. What is the what is the time to? You usually have about a month on that, right? Yeah, you got yeah. You know when you're in the friend zone. Month every guy window. knows. Every guy knows that one moment you thought you weren't in the friend zone, and then she says something to you, or there's a remark, or she complains about another dude to you or something you go damn it i'm in the friend zone i didn't know i was going to be here but, but then I ended up, they, they manipulate the it and they kind of make you feel like that maybe you could get out of the friend zone don't ever buy one no what's famous for i think what? once you're in the friend zone you never come out of it you're, Infl- you're, Infl- i'm famous for infiltrating a group being friends with all of them slowly Oh. Incorporating myself. See, but that's different than the friend zone because you're not necessarily you 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 are so weird you're right it's a loophole so you're I, friends with the group, but not friends with that one like the, one, house, one. the house boy, per se. Yeah. You know, I'm always around. You're something else, boy, too, an F boy. <laughs> you, you, you infiltrate a, uh, a, a group a of, group. That's group a of point, females, yeah. and then do you do you look for the weakest link, or what are we doing here? No, no. I mean, I... And how you do this? You do this with like offering to do chores or offering like Cook. services. No, yes. Okay. Like, I've, I've heard to, this go before. On, go to date parties yes. as friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what? That's a life. You always spending the night on the couch. Maybe Good for you. Find I like your way that. To a bed. So you. It seems like you're Kool Aid, but really in 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 reality, you're you're a sleeper. You're making sale. plays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're a sleeper agent. Yeah. <laughs> now, at some point, do you end up hooking up with all of them? <laughs> More call, than one. There was a house of twelve girls that lived together for two years. Twelve girls in one house? Nine of them? Or eight? Eight or nine? Wow. You, what? Out of the twelve? Yeah. And I dated. The last one I hooked up with, I dated. And she knew that I had hooked up with all Did, of her roommates. Yeah, how many of them knew yeah. that, that maybe, maybe they just maybe they all one? Knew. Wow. Maybe, they all, they all, they're all friends, but they all secretly hated each other, too, which most girls Yeah, that is do, the thing. Like. Man, that is one, some of the time. They want to live a tie life. Exactly. Taste the tie. Just a good guy. 
Good guy. Sound like a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. I like that. you friends with the group, but now yeah, if you're in a friend zone, you're friends with a particular young lady, specifically her, and she puts you in a friend zone. But the group, technically, they can't put you in a friend zone because only one woman particularly can put you in a friend zone. The group can't. So you're just a fr- you're like just on the periphery. You're in you're in like purgatory. It's beautiful. Trust Good me. job, Ty. Yeah, that's okay. where the Longhorns are. So nice. <laughs> they, they can't cash in. They're Kool Aid. They're in purgatory. Like anyway, that. I wanted to get that out there. But uh, shout out to my man Bobby Burton came from that stat. All right, let's talk about Jonathan Brooks, guys, because we don't talk enough about him. Truth be told, we just don't give him enough props because uh, he has been unbelievable so far uh, this season. And I'll give you some of the stats. First of all, Jonathan Brooks is second in college football and first in the Power Five in total rushing yards. So that alone is a surprise. He is easily the most unexpected storyline of the 2023 season for Texas football. Easily. I don't even think it's even close. Um, He has 108 carries. He has 726 rushing yards. He actually leads to Power Five. He has uh, six rushing touchdowns, seven total. As he mentioned, dropped a touchdown reception or two. So he could have even more touchdowns. Uh, 847 total yards. That leads to conference. 37 missed tackles forced. That leads to Power Five running backs. And 460 yards after initial contact. That is second in the Power Five. He also is second in college football. First in the Power Five in rushing yards per game. And he has the highest yards per carry uh, with any of the heavy usage backs around the country, which are running backs with at least 100 uh, 100 carries, 100 attempts. So at 6.72 yards per carry. Um, there is <laughs> one texture says, what was the average weight of those 12 times? Come on, that doesn't matter. What are you talking Come about? Come on. Hey, what's up? What are you talking about? What does it matter? I said, yeah, BK. I said 8 out of 12. BK was the one that preferred the Eppers, larger ladies. Yeah, yeah. By the way, nothing wrong with that. I know I'm a Lane Bryant lover and a plus-size pleaser. I've been one of those. Uh, but anyway, getting back to it, uh, I, I was thinking to Jonathan Brooks, he has right now solidified himself as a midseason point now, a Doak Walker Award, like potential finalist. I think he's in that conversation. I would have never thought that. Not that I doubted the man's skill. The man, I, obviously, I think everybody had faith that Jonathan Brooks uh, was very skilled and you know could play, play on Sundays one day. I just didn't know that he would ascend so quickly. Guys, he didn't start the first two games of the season. Yeah. I mean, that was Cedric Baxter starting first. He was the first freshman to start at running back for Texas um, since Ricky Williams. So everybody thought Cedric Baxter must be the guy. Cedric Baxter. And re- really, I would say football logic, traditional football logic tells you younger, if a younger player is close to a veteran player in the competition, to go with the younger player because their rate of development will probably surpass the veteran player because they shouldn't be close. So they'll probably surpass them sooner rather than later. And I guess the assumption probably was that with C.J. Baxter over Jonathan Brooks. But C.J. Baxter can't really stay healthy, can't finish a game. That's a big part of it, being a younger player, you know, absorbing the physicality of the game. And Jonathan Brooks used that opportunity to take that job. That It wasn't his job. They had given it to Cedric Baxter. Now that's Jonathan Brooks' job. And not only is he doing the job, but he's doing it as well as any running back in the country right now. Yeah, in addition to the uh, 740 um, you know, rushing yards this year, remember only 100 of those came in the first two games. He's really exactly. piled up on most of those rushing yards in the last four. It's unbelievable. He, he's average. You're right. He's at 860 total yards from scrimmage. I mean, he's got 120 yards receiving and a touchdown. I mean, he's he's at 150 yards a game 
from scrimmage. Which, it's amazing. I'm going to see where he gets that from scrimmage yards. Good point. I didn't look that up. Yeah, because well, he's now. you know he's he's caught some screen passes and uh, had some long plays there. He's just um, yeah. I, I agree with you. It is the most unpredictable. But it also gives me this, Rod. You use the first six games into your bye week or five games to kind of figure out who you are. Well, now you can come out of your bye week, Rod, knowing you have one of the best backs in the country behind it, which should be an improving mm-hmm. and still, you know, you're going to get Cole Hudson back on the offensive line healthy. Yep. Uh, you believe, which means he could play center or guard depending on, you know, the health of Jake Majors. Uh, your offensive line should be. So, you know, this gives Sar- this is. This is stuff to build on, and if you can fix the red zone issues, I think continue to cultivate that Savion Red package, Rod, that, that red cat. I like Use that, that more down in the red zone because yeah. he's shown the ability to find that crease and get in the end zone or get to a first down. Uh, this is what gives Texas a very high ceiling because, yes, the loss on Saturday was you know, demoralizing, but at the same time it was revealing. Things, these are things yep. you've got to fix, and if you fix them, I mean, you're, you don't have a peer the rest of the way until you get to the Big 12 championship game. You should be rightfully double-digit favorites the rest of the way. And, yes, and Jonathan Brooks can run his way to some some major awards and, you know, first-team All-Big 12, first-team All-American kind of player. Yeah, Jonathan Brooks right now, if you look at all-purpose yards, um, he is eighth in the country right now. Oh. He's eighth right now. Oh, look at How about this? Shout out to Texas State. Ismail, I'm sure I mispronounced his name, Mahdi. Yeah, Ismail Mahdi. Ismail Mahdi, yeah. Yeah, the running back. He's leading the country. Yeah. Shout out to Texas State. Leading the country in all-purpose yards, 188 per game. And right now, Jay Brooks is at he's at 141 per game. And like you said, he really didn't – he wasn't a huge factor in the game plan in the first two games. He closed the Bama game. I think that was more because Cedric Baxter couldn't finish the Bama game. And then after that, he became more of a focal point of the offense. And now, and this is even more perplexing though, now that you have a top 10 rushing attack potentially in the country, still can't figure out the red zone. I think they'll figure it out. <laughs> That's going to be my prediction. They'll figure it Can out. Can Cedric Baxter take, it, take a hit without limping off the field too? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's got to learn. I swear. Yeah. Every, he's like, oh. He he's falls gotta, bad. I think, I think he's got to learn how to be a big time bit back. And that, look, take he's, he's from high school. Uh, yeah. And, and they'll, let's also remember this, you know, Jonathan Brooks has had three years in the Texas weight room to build that armor, to build that body, to be ready to handle the rigors of big-time college football. Cedric Baxter came from the state of Florida. Uh, he's still learning whether you're hurt or injured and how to play through some of that. That's, But he's got the ability, but it takes a little bit of time. Uh, and you know, They're not all Adrian Peterson, Rod. No. <laughs> they roll in, right? Yeah, no. They're, it, not, they're not all Adrian Peterson. It takes a little while. They, even for Jonathan Brooks, I bet it took a little while I bet for him, it did. too. Yeah, I mean, they're all different, but I think that would be – uh, hey, we come back. It's Setlist ATX time. We got the live music in Austin, Texas. Rod's got the rant, but we've got the music. Second weekend of ACL. Nick Shuley will be with us over his favorite shows of the first weekend and shows you should be going to if you're planning to go. Nick will walk us through that. Coming next on Hook'em Up. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook'em Up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Hey, Setlist ATX time. It's live music in the live music capital of the world, and it's a live music weekend weekend off one weekend of ACL Fest. That means during the week, all kinds of great shows, including ACL TV tapings and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, Nick Shuley is with us, Setlist ATX. He brings it every Wednesday at 930, right in the middle of the week to get you ready for the upcoming weekend as we get you up over that hump. 
What's up, Nick? And you were at a pretty raucous event last night, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not the uh, not the uh, experience I was expecting at the uh, Wallflowers <laughs> concert. It was uh, So you went to see Jacob Dylan and the Wallflowers yep. at uh, Paramount Theater downtown, right on yep. right on Congress Avenue. Historic uh, venue. Oh, uh, one of my absolute favorite venues. Jim Ritz and the team. Oh, it's, it's a classy, classy place, which was what made it very interesting was, you know, this before the show, this guy's like in the front row, or he's kind of standing up in front of everybody. Everybody's sitting down waiting for the band to go on, and he's just standing there in this crazy paisley shirt or something. And like, I mean, the shirt was louder than the band was, and he was making all these weird gestures, doing all this stuff. And I mean, I think he was <laughs> Pepsi'd out of his mind, but he <laughs> like he like so he just kept doing it, kept doing it during the like he gets up during the songs, and everybody's sitting down, and the dude's just standing in front of everybody, making these weird gestures, filming the whole thing, and they. You know, Jacob Dylan starts to notice, and he's kind of like, "Hey, dude, just you know." And Jacob was super nice about it. I was like, "Hey, just kind of enjoy the show, but do it, <laughs> do it at your seat, kind of thing." And you know, and he's like, "I got you, I got you." And then he just pops right back up, starts standing in front of this speaker, and you know, to the point where you know this sweep the volunteers that run Paramount. <laughs> it's such a great run venue. They were just like, "Hey, man, please just you know, go to your seat." Of course, he's like, "I got you." Stays right there. Finally, the APD had to come in and they kind of did it and, you know, kind of brought him and just <laughs> escorted him politely out of the thing. But then, you know, you had a few other of this, like, it, it was people just kind of acting up, getting kind of sent to the back. Were they, uh, were they on some um, some performance I, enhancers? I, I guess, man, just not. I mean, I grew up a punk metal kid. Yeah. I've seen some crazy shows and people getting kicked out, but this was completely not what I expected. There's a bunch that. of older people. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was getting impressive. rowdy. My my dad and Higgs and I were just laughing. I mean, it was pretty entertaining. And the Wallflowers are fantastic. I, I think they're just such a great band. So that was it was great. And you know, the Paramounts just they crush it. <laughs> the experience is great. And Jim Ritz is the man, and his staff's great. But it was uh, it was definitely hey, a little hey, more eventful than people any. We're having of us more fun now than usual. This Gosh, time. maybe yeah. it's that ACL. They're, you know, they're just oh. they're just still they're just riding the high between the weeks. <laughs> Good point. Good different crowd, maybe. Right. Seriously, yeah. that is awesome. Setlist ATX is here. That means we start with tonight. And if you're over at the Moody Amphitheater tonight. There could be some uh, some some sexy selling going on. Yeah, Miss Janelle Monet from the uh, oh. from the uh, the Outcast family, the Stankonia wow. Click. Like she's fantastic she and puts great. on an amazing performance. Just beautiful. It, it'll be performance voice. art. It'll be erotic at times. <laughs> at <Seriously>. times, <laughs> erotic at times. It, she's erotic now. That's like, what she's, she is. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she's totally changed. Did she come persona. up like with, with Prince as a big mentor too? Uh, yeah. You, well, at least I, I'm not positive about that, but you could you can you definitely can hear it in her in, in, in how. In how she makes her music. I think it, well, I think he was no, for she's her. Great. Yeah, yeah that's she is definitely Janelle worth Monet, Huge talent. She's at the Moody Amphitheater. Well, basically, I think she wanted everybody to know that she has kind of a, a sexual like persona. But I guess everybody thought because she dressed, used to dress um, in these very asexual ways. Yep. Yep. Early on in her career. Yep. And I think people like thought, oh man, she must not have a great body, and she's not a sex. She's not a kind of a sexual. She doesn't have a sexual persona, and she now has flipped the script, and now she's extreme in her erotic. She, persona she now. unveiled that part yes she did <laughs> damn and she yeah she's got a great well, body. i saw her at acl fest <laughs> oh, uh, man, a couple years amazing. ago not on this new album of hers but <laughs> like she was performing in front of a giant like female body part <laughs> <laughs> body part i yeah. love that mm-hmm. oh yeah they, they weren't her they weren't her mouth lips let's just say that mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah were they hers 
No, like, hers, it's just like this no. big blow up looking thing. Did she like take a picture of it and that's what it was? Or was it like know. a painting or man, now I'm curious. Ty, get on researching that. I'm sure. like, you know what? I'm Googling it right now. I'm, I will find <laughs> out. The server's about to get banned. Wow. Interesting. That's an iPhone search. Yeah, that is an iPhone search. That is. And then also at emos, this is one of Ty's favorites. We were just talking about it. FKJ will be playing, and I, Ty, Ty can probably better was, describe uh, it than me. That was the music that you heard coming in here. Oh, FKJ, FKJ, and what does that stand for, or is it just the name? Uh, He's French. I don't know what it stands for, honestly. Is it, really. e- is it EDM? No. It's a guy. He, he plays a million different instruments, kind of builds his own s- the songs as he goes it, along. It's like a songscape. He builds these like instrumental pieces that are just gorgeous. Mm. Oh, oh it's super cool. By the That's way, cool. this week of music is incredible. Oh, it's ridiculous. because it's it's, they're all here for They're all here. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I know. I know. That's what this but is Mount Joy best. played last night. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. It, this, it's a thing with her, E. Actually, it's a performance thing. With the, yeah. the, yeah, the her, large, but the, yes, the, yes. Oh, so, yes. so it sounds like there's pics online. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's like a thing. She has an outfit for it and everything. Yeah. No, oh, that's what like, I saw at ACL. <laughs> wow. I yeah, saw that yeah. at ACL. Fan. You're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Right. She ain't hiding. And then, uh, <laughs> at, over at Stubbs, uh, like Japanese artist Rina Sawayama is playing. She's awesome. She was also, for, for those movie fans, she was in the newest John Wick movie. Nice. And then oh, okay. uh, a local artist who I love who performed at ACL last weekend, Aria, she's fantastic. She'll be playing the post show after Rina Sawayama at Stubbs, and she'll be doing the indoor there. She's great. Uh, and then for the metal punk people, I had to throw something in there for, for my peoples. Uh, Don Broco and Home Team will be playing at the Mohawk. Nice. And then look at the lineup Thursday night. Gosh. Thursday Thursday gets nuts. 30 Seconds to Mars over at Stubbs. That's Jared I, Leto. Leto's I, I saw band. that at ACL, and he's, oh, he stands cool. up basically where the stage sponsor scrims are, and he's tethered in. We're talking top of the stage. And then like a hundred feet up. Yeah. Oh, it's it's nuts. And and then he jumps off, jumps down. They take the little suit off him. And he just goes right into playing. Whoa. Yeah. The actor Jared Leto, and th- that was when so McConaughey came on stage. Yeah, McConaughey was there. Uh, Calder Allen came on stage. They had a they had a bunch of it was a, a little star. And what kind event. of music is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like radio rock. Uh, like it's gotcha, on, it's yeah. it's a little heavier, but but I mean, it's a lot like the Foo Fighters kind of, but okay. a little heavier maybe. Interesting. Yep. And then uh, Tegan and Sarah, uh, identical twin sisters who are indie favorites, they'll be playing Emos. They're, they're really good live. Uh, kind of a really cool, funky indie band that, that played ACL and, and will always play ACL. They're just one of those bands that's great. Portugal the Man. And then, nice. yeah, the. Uh, it's Scoot In, and I. Oh, uh, yeah, they'll be at Scoot. That's at Scoot In? Yep. Yeah, Portugal the Man. Mm. Yeah, it's a good show. And it, it's, I mean, it's a great place if to I see. If I wasn't it. so broke, I'd be good to see it. <laughs> Make a bet. <laughs> already did <laughs> perfect and then uh n- one of my 90s country favorites clay walker will be at uh green hall That'll nice be a great show and then the foo fighters will be doing an acl taping so having the foo fighters play acl live will be pretty special they've they've taped before but that'll be awesome mm. and then uh what the one that we'll be giving tickets away for uh mickey braun gary braun and jeff crosby will be doing a songwriter round at the saxon pub and uh mickey and uh, gary are from the group mickey and the motor cars also related to the the Braun brothers in Reckless Kelly. Okay. Unbelievable. All right, as we go through this, that's Thursday, and we'll give away those tickets at the end. Just consider the music he's about to tell you about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and realize this is not the festival. Yeah, this is all outside This is outside the festival. And, and, and I miss one on Thursday. The tie to i got to give tie props to this. Boy Named Banjo will be playing Antones, and that's a tie favorite. That's one of my favorite That's bands. Thursday night? Yes. All right. Boy Named Banjo, Ty's favorite, that Antones. Uh, they're all here this weekend. And then uh, Friday night, uh, Green Hall. What a show this will be. Oh, listen to this Friday, the 13th lineup. We've got Los Lobos at Green Hall, legendary musicians. And then the Breeders with uh, Kim Deal, formerly of the Pixies, is in that is in the Breeders. They'll be playing Stubbs. 
And uh, one of my picks for ACL who I really like are Teskey Brothers. They'll be playing Scoot in, super soulful, really, really good artist. And then uh, a, a huge favorite from last weekend as well, and just a band I always hear about from everyone, Poolside will be playing Emos. Poolside at Emos, nice. And then a big big metal show out at Germania, Avenged Sevenfold will be playing there. That's a coda, okay. And then how about ACL Live? Lucas yeah, Nelson's Lucas out there. Nelson and the Promise of the Real will be at ACL Live. That's always a great show, and he, he and his band put on an awesome performance. The, the son of Willie, for those that aren't familiar. Sure. <laughs> and then uh, Devin Gilfillian, who was one of my picks last week, he'll be playing Antones. He's he's super, super soulful and just an amazing voice. And that see, seeing it in that uh, kind of small environment will be really good. And then uh, Round Rock Amps got a big one. They've got Aaron Lewis, formerly of Stained, and now a country country sensation Aaron Lewis will be will be out there. And then uh, a oh, fav- the guy from Stained went country? Oh, yeah, yeah. Big time. Uh, made, I, know that. Like, I think he got bigger in country than he did he in... He did the Darius Rucker thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he did nice. well. Very cool. Yeah. And then Paul Thorne will be at the 04 Center. And the, those that haven't seen him, that's a that's a great show to see live. He's uh, from Mississippi, kind of a bluesy uh, singer, but very performative. And uh, at the 04 Center will be special. Awesome. All right. Saturday night, another good round. Yeah. Another one of my picks from last weekend, Madison Cunningham. She, I mentioned she's got the she's the opening slot on the John Mayer Tour and is currently opening for Hosier. Uh, then Nessa Barrett, the TikTok. Oh, the Madison Cunningham's at Scoot In. Scoot In, sorry about that. Scoot and In. The sweetheart of TikTok, Nessa Barrett, will be playing at Emos. Uh, Austin's own kind of punky rockabilly uh, Riverboat Gamblers will be at Hotel Vegas. And Bonnie Raitt, legend, will oh, be at man. ACL Live. Twice. Yep. And oh, she's th- doing the taping on Sunday. Oh, yeah, cool so Saturday she's playing ACL Live and then she tapes Sunday. And then uh, that from actually from uh, the twelfth through the fifteenth will be Tina Fey and Amy Poehler will be at uh, Bass Concert Hall, which will be I'm sure be a great oh that'll show. be awesome not not music but pretty funny yeah, yeah, Tina Fey and Amy great. Poehler they're like best what, friends what's too they do stand up. I, I I don't know what it they is. Probably I'm do guessing. like a show, yeah, like a bit, skit like, comedy. Yeah, oh, like yeah, or just stuff. talking through stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're uh, funny though. And they're awesome. Yeah. And then it gets a little lighter after well, Tina Sunday. Tina Faye's one of the funniest people on the planet. Okay. And Amy Poehler's not far behind. They're both awesome. I'm sure together they're, they're great. Bass Concert Hall, Sunday night for that one. Tina Faye, Amy Poehler. That's cool. And then it gets a little lighter after uh, after after the festival ends. Uh, so we'll have, uh, we have Kesha, uh, pop star Kesha on Monday at ACL Live. She's mm-hmm. a good show. Saw her in South Padre. Milkshake. Really? Milkshake. Nice. My <laughs> milkshake brings all the kids to the. That's, that's, that's not her. Oh, that's that's, 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 that's Kalise. That's Kalise. Yeah. Kalise. Yeah. Clock. Oh, okay. yep. yeah. Party don't stop. There you go, Ty. I do know Kellis. <laughs> Kellis. A little tie, tie performance. Yeah. Uh, and then on Tuesday, you know, the, Tuesday's a little lighter day, but always uh, James McMurtry at the Continental Club's always a favorite and always one to go out to. Well, good job right there. That is a lot. And plus, you mm. almost had a fight out there at the uh, Paramount last <laughs> night. Yeah, Janelle Monet is a highlight. I think you'll She's love great. that. Also, 30 Seconds to Mars, Portugal the Man tomorrow night. That's great. Los Lobos at Green Hall. That will be an unbelievable uh, environment in uh, that little environment. I'm sure that's sold out. Legendary already. spot. Lucas Nelson's a, 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 always an advised show. And then yeah, AC, t- ACL tapings, if you have access to those. You know, you can line up and try to get into those ACL tapings um, yeah. with your, the the over if there will be. I don't know. There's not going to be any for Foo Fighters. I would line up for the Foo Fighters now if you're thinking about going. <laughs> <laughs> Foo Fighters still might be too late. Bonnie yeah, Raitt, yeah. actually probably too late. Foo Fighters, Bonnie Raitt. Who else is taping? What day is the Lucas Nelson? Lucas, Lucas Nelson is Thursday. Yeah. Is, no, no. I think those uh, are the only two tapings. This Lucas week. Nelson is Friday night at ACL Live. Not a taping, an actual ticketed show. Yeah. 
So there you go. We'll post all that. You got to have it. That's a lot of uh, roadmap right there, but that's a lot of music. Oh, yeah. There, by the way, there's a major international music festival going on that's down the street at Zilker Park. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one. Before mm-hmm. we get to our timeout and get to some Who Said That uh, to wrap up Setlist ATX with Nick Shuley, the president of the Austin Music Movement. What were your favorite shows of last weekend? What were the highlights for you? You know, I, I it was funny because I was very much looking forward to uh, to Kendrick, and that turned out to be a big disappointment with his. How uh, long did he end up playing? Like twenty minutes? Yeah, they. It, I think he got to go a little longer. The the folks at C three were good and let him kind of go, even though it's kind of against curfew. But yeah. he. But then they then they yanked the the mic on him. I think he played like tw- it was like twenty some minutes or so. So mm-hmm. that that was disappointing, and then uh, so I, I actually went. I really wanted to see this this artist out of Memphis, Glorilla. Oh which yeah, is, uh, some, oh, yeah. And sh- she was she was actually fantastic. Really, like I, it's, good. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what to expect because you know rap live can sometimes miss, but she she killed it. She had great dancers. She like she she had a great cadence wow. live. There wasn't a lot of times hip hop can be a lot of screaming live. Oh but yeah, you don't even hear the music she, sometimes. Yeah. Definitely not one to take your kids to. With uh, I mean, I'd say ninety percent of the words were not appropriate. <laughs> for little kids but i did see a lot of uh six to seven year olds dancing to it so that's good the future <laughs> the future is going to be bright but uh you know it was a great weekend and uh you know it's, i got to see a lot of good stuff but it mm. was uh I, i'm really looking forward to this coming weekend because i i have one of one of my favorite bands who are a little polarizing the 1975 are playing so i will uh i'll be over at that nice. all right well then weekend two of acl and music mm-hmm. everywhere we'll post that thank you nick Shuley. Uh, yeah, Janelle Monet's Instagram page is interesting too. See, you see our transformation. <laughs> you see, go back and see oh, all I of see her it. Oh, I know. asexual. She looks a she, lot different than she used to. Yeah, yeah, this is time. She wants to be a sex symbol, and she's she's got what it takes. She's got well, what it takes. She's got the goods. Yeah, she, she's gorgeous. All right, let's give away some tickets too to uh, good friends of ours, Mickey Braun, Gary mm-hmm. Braun, the brothers Braun. Of course, they're a big part of Mickey and the Motor Cars doing a songwriters event at uh, Saxon Pub. Which night is that? That is Thursday, the the twelfth, so tomorrow. All right. Uh, caller 5, pick up those tickets. We want to see you be at the Saxon Pub tomorrow night, part of a really busy music weekend, 447-3776. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, guys. Thank All right, you. we'll see you next Wednesday. Coming back, who said that? 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 Time for another edition of Who Said That. We play audio from uh, the sports world, actually from all around the sports, pop culture world. It could be anything. And then we, uh, obviously, E or myself, have to guess who said that based on the audio. And you people, too. And you people. You can guess play along. along with us. It's like a video. It's like a game show. You can play along. No doubt. All right, Rod, I've got this for you. You might know who this is. Hit me up. Hit either one there, T.Y. Who said that? Who said it? Hand and and Kellen and Coach Garrett, all these changes and 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 the results are still the same. Why are you so convinced that the quarterback is the guy? No, the results are very obvious. We haven't won a Super Bowl. Uh, we've had good. Would you agree that we've had good games over yes, the years? Absolutely. Okay, and we've had some bad games. Do you know any team that hasn't had that happen to? Them? Consequently, I will say that we haven't gotten our big years when we should have. We've been real close a few times and haven't gotten our big years. But if you think for one minute that there's any particular thing that I could put my finger on that basically says we need to do that differently, we need to do that differently, uh, then it's combinations of things. Uh, Dak Prescott is a quarterback that can get us to the Super Bowl that that's the way that's going to be. 
I know who said that. I know who said that. Jerry Jones said that, and I don't know why he said that, but it's not a lie if you believe it, and I think he believes it. All right, not a lie if you believe it. And he, I, I think he does believe it, or at least he's convinced himself because he's paying that guy a lot of money. Um, all right, you want you want me you want me to go here? Yep, let's do it, Rod. Um, all right, uh, Ty, hit me up. Who said that? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I mean, with the stash right now, I look like a guy named Mr. Pfizer. Um, who knew? Who knew? I'd get into the vax wars with Aaron Rodgers, man. It's <laughs> Mr. Pfizer versus uh, the Johnson and Johnson family over there, man. I don't, I don't think we asked you about it since you're in the commercial. Can you kind of just say why you, why you wanted to? I mean, I've always been, you know. Once I got the vaccine, I, and I, I got it because of, uh, you know, keeping myself safe, keeping my family safe, uh, the people in this building. Um, so, yeah, I stand by it 1,000% and uh, fully comfortable with him calling me Mr. Pfizer. Who said daddy? That's Travis Kelsey. All right, now I got, a, I got another one. We got <laughs> – this is the retort from Aaron Rodgers to Travis Kelsey's line here. I know it's who said that, but now you know it's Aaron Rodgers. But you got to hear this. Hear this. I mean, listen – you know, Mr. Pfizer said he didn't think he'd be in a vax war with me. Oh, boy. Didn't think he'd be in a vax war with me. This ain't a war, homie. This is just conversation. But if you want to have some sort of uh, duel, debate, <laughs> have me on the podcast. Come on the show. Let's have a conversation. Oh, oh let's okay. Pass it out. Let's do it like uh, like in uh, John Wick 4, right? So we both have a second. Nice. Right? So somebody to. Help us out. I'm going to take my man, RFK Jr. Okay. <laughs> okay. As yes. an independent. Hell yeah. Right? And he can mm-hmm. have, you know, Tony Fauci or oh. some other pharmacrat. And we can have a conversation about this. Okay. Well, I'm happy we got that All sorted. Right, you cut Stop. it off now. Wow. So there you go. You got Aaron Rodgers challenging one Travis Kelsey to a debate about vaccines. That's something I really want to hear. <laughs> Is it I really? can't wait you to joking? listen to those two guys. No, no, no. Some people probably would tune in and had to hear them talk about it, even though they be, neither one of them are qualified to be speaking on the topic. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, you know what? Oh, Have great. me on the podcast. Yeah, leave it to Aaron Rodgers, the, uh, the attention seeker, while he rehabs to try to get on to the number one podcast on iTunes, the Kelsey, Kelsey Brothers. You're damn right. All right, play, let's play Who Said This One, Rod. Uh, let's get to one of these. Pick, pick either one of those there, T.Y. Who, who said that? Wait for it. All right, computer issue. We apologize. What are we doing? Hey, hey some, somebody do me a favor. Get this to ESPN down there, Jared Jones, or whoever needs to get to it. Let that Prescott know they hiring down here at my job, man. Uh, give him an apron just like this and some safety glasses, and uh, he can go and get to work down here where I'm at because – Quarterback, it ain't it for you no more, baby boy. That's it. You ain't a quarterback no more. Come on, get you one of the applications down here. Somebody let Dick Prescott know we hiring down here. Uh, we we accepting applications. We we can use his help down here. We'll give him a pair of safety glasses and an apron so he can come on and get to work with us. Cause uh, you need to get back up under that up under that stone. Quarterback, it ain't you. It ain't, that, that ain't for you. Uh, somebody get this to ESPN. Down at oh, 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 Jerry Jones, man, let let let, let Dak know that we hire him. We hire him full time down here. You know what I'm saying? Now you get you, you, you get the fuck it up down here. We gonna give him your way. There you go. There you go. That's just that's just some guy, Rod. I was gonna say that just sounds like some fan. I was like, who is that? Talking about Dak Prescott. That's how I feel. 
Yeah. Some random dude? Yeah, some random dude. He's working he's working that day job. Man. Yeah. Hey Dak, got quarterback game for you, man. <laughs> playing quarterback game for you. Damn. The Dak Prescott sucks. Oh. We'll get you an apron, get you some safety glasses. Mm-mm-mm. We're looking for help. Dak getting it from all sides right now, getting that smoke, man. I'm gonna need Dak to show up next week versus the Chargers. Or that Dak bandwagon, it's gonna be empty. I mean, nobody on that Dak bandwagon. The title of that, share this with Dak Prescott. <laughs> We're hiring. Mm. Come get your application. Well, his boss, Jerry Jones, says he's got a lot of job security. His boss says he's the guy. And his paycheck says, I good. <laughs> yeah, so when your boss says you're the guy, you're the guy, you're good. All right, we'll be back. Uh, final hour, the fabulous fifth quarter is on tap. Uh, never know what's going to happen there. We do know we'll get some what's popping picks. Rod will get us behind the burn orange curtain one more time, but... Uh, from there, you just never know. It's Hook Up with Ian Rodby.